Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using Grow CFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the Grow CFO show. And today I've got Jim Brophy with me and Jim is a mentor, a coach and an expert in Strengths Finder, and we're going to find out more about all of that. So, welcome to the Grow CFO Show, Jim. Thank you, Kevin. Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I'll tell you about my my journey up to now. Um, I guess you you could say it's in three phases. I'm in my third one. Okay. And uh, the first one of those was um, a professional career across about thirty years as a CFO, um, mainly with um, retail and consumer goods companies, large international groups um, in the UK, but also in Asia. So to say a bit more, and the second one was as a portfolio finance director for about 10 years with SMEs, and most recently a coach and mentor. To say a little bit more about those, um, I qualified with KPMG quite a long time ago. Yep. Um, it's a long time ago for me as well with BDO. Yeah. <laughs> so long ago, they weren't called KPMG then. They were called Pete Marwick Mitchell. Yeah. The auditors to the Queen. And, and funny enough, I, when I was qualifying with BDO, we had another firm of accounts, two floors above us in Newcastle, who were KMG, Thompson McLintock. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was in London. They were very posh. I'm not very posh, but. Um, so I got a chartered, uh, chartered accountant qualification, um, and then I, I went down the, the route of working in jobs that were kind of engine room finance, you know, chief mm-hmm. accountant, counting transactions, financial controls, um, and then planning and analysis, business partnering, cash control, all, all of that, that, that sort of stuff until I, I got a, a finance director role. Um, first of those was with uh, Coca-Cola, right, so, an autonomous subsidiary of them. You might have heard of them, yeah. So a bit of a household name. Yeah. And, um, and then with what, what used to be called Grand Metropolitan, they're now Diageo. Yes. Um, so Grand Met. And then Adidas, um, looking after the UK and Irish markets. And uh, my final corporate job in the UK was with the Littlewoods organisation which was a fun place, wonderful place to work, um, but also one of the largest family-owned businesses in the UK. So an interesting stakeholder mix of people to be, be kept sat- satisfied. Now, that's, a, that's an organisation I'd virtually forgotten about these days. Now, they, used, they used to be dominant on the high street, Littlewood stores. Well, there were Littlewood stores. There was um, Index. Pools, index. Index was the bit that I worked at initially. Um, so they were a kind of an Argos copy, yeah. but they got battered by, uh, by, um, by Argos. And, of course, the pools was the number one legal gaming in the UK at one, yeah. one time. Everyone used to do their eight draws yeah, for a Saturday That's afternoon. I always, always remember helping my grandpa with his pools coupon. That's right. Yeah. But uh, the lot of littles. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the lottery killed all of that. And then, um, and then I moved to Asia. And um, initially, I worked uh, 
as regional finance director for what's now Superdrug. Mm -hmm. So I looked after 500 stores, three different formats in eight different countries. So had the experience of uh, matrix management before you had the technology to actually help you do any of it. I remember uh, that. We, we had an organization that I used to work for. ICI was a, a complete matrix organization. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, so, that, so that, that was fun. And then my other big job in Asia was for Hong Kong Jockey Club who look after all of the legal gambling in Hong Kong. Mm. So when I went there first, um, they were only doing horse racing. So they had uh, um, two racetracks, uh, large number of uh, call centers, mobile betting, 150 betting shops. You couldn't believe how big this thing was. And uh, I helped them introduce football betting as a, mm. new, as a new product. So that, so that was fun. Um, so, and then after that, after, I guess about age 50, something like that, um, I, either the corporate world got fed up with me or I got fed up with it or whatever. And I started my own business mm -hmm. as a portfolio finance director. So working part-time basis with, with SMEs. So very close that, with the that's owner. A, that's a huge change, Jim, because every one of those finance director roles that you've mentioned to me have been with big big organizations so that must have been quite a, a culture change going to going to work for SMEs it, it really was um and it was a challenge um but honestly it was lifestyle driven mm. so it gave gave me more time to do the things that I like doing like hiking and and uh out in the sea canoeing and, and, and things like that, which I could do in Hong Kong. So, so that was fun. I, I, I started in my own business. So initially in um, Hong Kong and Bangkok, working for all sorts of different businesses. Um, and then working with the FD Center, um, initially in Hong Kong and more recently in Manchester, when I returned to the UK quite recently. Um, one of the things that I, I noticed, uh, throughout my, my whole career, whether it's big companies or, or working in smaller organization was my attachment, attachment and interest in developing people, mm. working with teams, helping people really see, see their potential and realize it. Um, so got a real interest in people development. And um, so thinking about what I'm going to do into my dotage, something to um, keep me going, because I'm not one to go out and play golf, or, not all day anyway. And um, it gets a bit boring in the rain as well. Well, that's, that's right. In England. Even if you're in Manchester. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so I, I, I got the Gallup qualification. So I, I, I'd taken my route into it was... Um, I took StrengthsFinder back in something like 2009. Yeah. And um, I thought, well, that's really insightful. And then one day I just got an email from Gallup saying, we started inviting external parties to become independent coaches. Would you be interested to attend a sales seminar? And I did. And the most persuasive man in the world turned up. Um, 
the the, the originator of ancestry.com and uh and i was in i you know so i then i undertook to um qualify as a as a gallup coach strengths coach so working on strengths finder plus their um their engagement measurement and development tool called um q12 i don't know whether you've come across that no, i've never come across q12 and then to get a formal qualification i um i look for coach training and um so i got an icf qualification as well um concentrating on executive and leadership uh development so all primed ready to do some coaching so i did some in hong kong to to kind of match with my um uh my um portfolio fd work and then um since I've moved to the UK, I've 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 developed it more, and been focusing mainly through through LinkedIn, um, on providing services for finance directors, and people moving up the career ladder for in, in the finance yep. area. Um, so, Jim, when when you're mentoring hmm. with a, a finance leader, how much of it is based on StrengthsFinder, and how much of it's based on other things and your experience through your career as a as a finance leader the um the area in which i i operate i guess is within the grow cfo um framework would be dis- described as impact right. and it w- would would be in the area of leadership and soft skills mm-hmm. and development yep. all, all of that uh, uh because the the thing that I found from my own experience, you know, the things that I I encountered and had to overcome on my own, um, were, were mainly around um, the challenge of building relationships with pe- and influencing people who were quite different to myself. Yeah, and having the skills to be able to do that, work productively with them, and and be and be effective. Um, so, so there's, there's two, two basic areas with which I, I work with finance professionals. So it's, it's, it's controllers moving up to FD, it's FDs expanding to a CFO role, but it's also FD, CFOs moving into general management, maybe managing directors mm-hmm. as well. So two main areas. One is problem resolution. So um, people will have a, a particular issue. Uh, that they're struggling with and they want a sounding board. They want someone who's walked their path to be, help them go through the, uh, uh, th- you know, through, through the situation and, and come out the other side. This happens quite a lot when you get promoted into a new role. Maybe you move into a new organization where there's any number of uh, situations that this can, uh, this can happen. And key thing in in those situations is to help people who feel under great stress get the problem out of their head talk about it and then share it with somebody and And i I think that's something that's very difficult when you're the finance leader who is it in your own organization that you'd share it with now you're no longer amongst a group of of peers in the finance team you're the 
one person at the top of the finance organization who probably has nobody to to talk those through things through with so to me that's really where that role of a mentor or a coach comes in as they have the opportunity to talk it through that, that's that's a big thing and, and and often what you find is that um the sort of people we're talking about are people who've had uninterrupted success everything's been great up till then but then there's there's just another step that they've taken and they're not quite sure what 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 to do with mm. it yeah. And there's there's often a, a, a real issue with exposing vulnerability. Who's going to put their hand up and say, I, I'm not quite sure what to do about this, particularly, you know, when you're not so sure of, of the new people that are around you. Mm. Um, and as we've talked to lots of new finance leaders in Grow CFO, certainly one of the things we keep hearing is, is about confidence, is about imposter syndrome, is about a little bit of feeling out of your depth because of just that. We kind of look at it as a pivot from being the internal face of finance to being the external face. You've come up through your career. You've been in the finance function, doing finance things, working with spreadsheets, producing reports, doing the accounts, whatever it is. Now, suddenly, You've got the head of finance. Your number two is looking after all of that. You're being the business partner to the CFO. You're going off. You're talking to the investors. You're talking to customers. You're sorting out cross-business problems in the boardroom with the rest of your C-suite. And all of the things that kind of you did naturally were part of the regular drumbeat. They've all disappeared. So it's no wonder you feel this this huge lack of confidence and this potential I'm going to get found out or, yeah. And, and certainly, you know, w- with that work, I wear both hats. So one is a mentor giving advice based on what, what I've, I've experienced, which is quite a lot, um, but, but also coaching as, as, as much as the situation will allow in terms of you know using techniques uh, to to allow um, the the CFO to uh, find their own solutions, it all depends on how urgent it is, yeah, and and what the, the immediacy of it. So that's one one. So it's that's one situation where someone comes to me because they've got an urgent situation that needs um, resolution, and that's what I I talk about on my LinkedIn profile ar- around that. But, but then also there is the the gen, there, there are people who are thinking about uh, career change or you know pr- prevention rather than cure and anticipating mm-hmm. these steps and laying the foundation stones to be able to to deal with them and that's where strength finder comes in very very much much to that I, I also use it with the problem mm-hmm. uh, uh, circumstances as well um and um so the strengths finder it can take time i find it can take time with people for them to truly open up yeah and feel comfortable and uh the great thing about strengths finder is that it's a a fast track route to give you some things to talk about Mm. And it's it's kind of objective, not subjective. It's not like you are this or you. 
it's more around these are the types of talents that you have. How do you use them? How do they yeah. help? How no. do they get out of the way? So you, you can very quickly get to a conversation about that. So, so I use StrengthsFinder um, for sure, but then also look at whatever the work situation is in the context of a holistic view of the person's life. So put it into context in terms of, you know, all of the other things that matter there, their family, their, uh, their social, their financial security, their health and well-being, and all of that sorts of stuff. Don't do that a lot, but we, we do it to make sure that we can see the context of work. And then also talk about values. So what are the, value, the, um, the values that run through a person's life and looking at, you know, how does their work and, and what they're asked to do align with those values? So all of that feeds into the conversation that we have in a kind of coaching crucible, um, which aims to remove barriers, things that can get in the way, and basically to improve performance, reach your potential. Okay. I, I like that mixture of different things. I love the idea of linking values with StrengthsFinder. I'm a huge fan of StrengthsFinder myself, Jim. And all of those years of experience that being there, done that, got the T-shirt in all of those big FD CFO roles with the household names, but as well as that, the experience of working with the smaller organizations as a portfolio CFO. So that's that's actually quite a broad package of things you bring in, uh, Jim. But I suppose that the bit... I'm finding of talking to you as opposed to the the other mentors that I've talked to on this this podcast in past episodes is the strengths finder bit. And I've got to admit, I've been trying to get a hold of somebody from the Gallup organization for a little while to talk about strengths finder. And I can, having done it myself, I can understand how this gives you a fast track into somebody opening up talking about themselves, getting you to a level of trust, and also giving them a huge insight into themselves and perhaps why they do certain things, why they respond in a certain way in a particular situation, why some things take no effort at all, why others be, are a real chore. Strengths Finder, I think, is a fantastic tool. And you said you did it in 2009. I did it in 2010. Um, and I've used it ever since. And anybody who's on our future CFO program will have heard me talk about Strengths Finder because when I do module three, building, building your fast tracking your development plan, and I talk about 100 day planning, um, as well as talking about the Grow CFO competency framework. I also talk about Strength Finder. What are your talents? How are you going to play to those talents to get you to the top? So, Jim, tell me a bit more about Strength Finder. There'll be many people listening to this podcast who are thinking Strength Finder, Strength Finder. This is now foreign language. I don't understand what these guys are going on about. Tell me what Strength Finder is. Okay. Well, Strengths Finder is a, 
a personality profile assessment. Um, it's a bit, I mean, there are many of them around. You know, you, I'm sure you could go onto the internet and you can find out what Harry Potter character you are if you ask answer yeah. 10 questions and kind of nonsense stuff like that. But StrengthsFinder is science-based. It's It was um, developed by the Gallup organization who do the international polls, but also HR consulting over 20 years. And, um, and it is an attempt at, and a very successful attempt at approximating the filters we use to navigate our life. So um, what I mean by that is it's, we all have, was it they say we we don't see the world as we are, but we see sorry we see the world as we are, not as it is, because it would be impossible to take everything in. There's something like eleven million data points coming at you every 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 second, whereas you can only logically handle forty. Just get your brain around that. So there's a lot of approximation going on as to what what the reality is around you. Everybody's got their own set of lenses through which they look at reality. And therein lies the rub of how we behave every single day, how people see us, how we perceive ourselves, but also surrounded by other people who are just so different to us. Where StrengthsFinder is different to most of the other assessment is that things like Myers-Briggs or DISC, what they tend to say is that you are a type. Mm-hmm. So like Myers-Briggs would say you're one of one of 16. What's, um, what Gallup have done is... Yeah, and I've, I've done both Myers-Briggs and DISC myself. And I found that when I look at what they tell me about me, I kind of think of what well, you're stating the bleeding obvious. But when I find out what perhaps it tells me about other people by knowing their Myers-Briggs profile or their DISC profile is saying, well, hang on, I've got a rough idea of what that personality is. It's different to me. Therefore, if I'm dealing with that person, here's how I should perhaps address my communication. It gives me a clue as to how that other person is going to react. But I found great for that sort of thing. But tell certainly my Myers-Briggs, it told me I was an inter-J, an architect, the, the particular study that I did put the architect label on me. But it didn't really tell me about, no, fine, how should I use that? How should I maximise it or whatever? It just kind of put me in a box. What I like about StrengthsFinder is that it doesn't put you in a box. It describes you fairly accurately, but gives you an awful lot of advice onto how to maximize your potential, having found that out. It, it most definitely does. I mean, I think the, the great thing about it is, is all of the action that you, that you can directly, directly take as a result of it. Um, I think it, it also recognizes the fact that people are very complex and they have merit many aspects to their personality and they need to find ways to express all of those aspects. And 
Um, certainly for someone like me, and, and I would I, I would guess for, for someone like you as well, people who have relationship building talents, building one-to-one connection with people, that's not something that's picked up in a lot of other other assessments it would say that you are an analytical type person who might be reserved logic logic based and all of that stuff so there's, there are other dimensions that's that strengths find uh, uh picks up um so it, it identifies so out of those 34 talents it identifies the ones that are strongest in you yeah so just wheel back for a moment jim 34 sure. talents how do you find out what those how do you get assessed against those 34 talents? What's the process? All right, real simple. Um, you, you take an assessment, takes 30 minutes, and you have it instantly. And that's just answering a whole series of questions. It's 170 questions, I think. And, uh, well, I know. And it's, um, yeah, it's it, basically it's using Gallup's expertise to ask questions to determine the right out- outcomes um, to 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 rank those those talents for you. Mm. I think the thing that I like about 170 questions in 30 minutes is that it doesn't really give you time to overthink the questions. You're kind of going with a, a gut reaction and not not overthinking what you're saying. And I think that's what gives it its its accuracy in a way. Well, the genius of it is in identifying the 34 talents in the first place. Yeah. So, so they broadly identify the, the whole spectrum of what's useful in a human being in a workplace. And, um, and then, and then it, so, so, so that's, that's, that's great. And, and the ones that are highest for you, most intense, um, are the ones that are automatic for you, in, in, innate. Mm. And often we don't recognize them at all because we wake up in the morning, that's just how we are. We take ourselves for granted. Whereas other people see the behaviors that come with that and, um, and they see you quite differently to, to the way that you, you see yourself. Um, the things about the talents is the, the ones that are, uh, uh, and it's not like you're, you know, you, you might have 10 top talents that are very significant for you and they all have a different aspect to them. And so what the results do is they open up a conversation um, immediately about how you use those ta- talents in the past, how they've helped you, how they've got in the way, and it explores immediately your effectiveness and the, barri- the barriers that you've also come, come, come across. The talents, as identified, are sources of energy. They're, they're, so the actions will be around getting more of your top talents into your life. That's for sure. The more you do them, the more energizing they are, um, and you can learn quickly through doing them. So if you can craft your life, your job, around your top talents rather than the lesser ones at the bottom of the scale, which will suck the life out of you. You'll be able to do them, but they, they'll suck, suck, suck the life out yeah. of you. So focus thinking talents, Jim. Now, what are talents? So maybe it's worth us 
both sharing what, what are our top five. And mine, number one talent is relator. Number two talent is learner. <laughs> number three is achiever. Number four is um, arranger. And number five is analytical. So, and the strengths finder system tells you an awful lot about those five, what they mean. And it starts telling you about how you can best use them in the basic forms. So, Jim, what are your top five? Uh, my top five are analytical, which is a strategic thinking thing, theme around, around how I, I like to plan things and consider the future. Um, harmony is number two, which is a, um, is a relationship building theme. I'm, I've, I've, I've got natural talent as a mediator. If you see, I know how to build bridges between people. I can sense where conflict may come so I can avoid it. That's harmony. Um, number three is focus. So focus is when is an executing themes, how you get stuff done. So when I need to get to, it's time to act. I will just blink blinkers on and can shut everything out and focus on one thing at a time. Number four is context. Now context is making sense of what you're going to do in the future from the lessons of what you've learned in the past. So I'll always be thinking back, well, how, what worked in the past? It's, it's a cautious theme in the sense that I don't want to be repeating mistakes, but I do want to take forward what went well in the past. Sounds like a good one for being a CFO. <laughs> well, it's... Appropriate amount of caution and learning from experience. <laughs> It, it's 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 one it's it's one of those, um, and then uh, I have developer. So mm. developer is um, it's a relationship building uh, theme, and it is to do with wanting to uh, help people improve, mm. and being prepared to invest your own time in in all of that. So within that, there's a mixture of thinking themes, planning about the future. There's one-to-one relationship building, um, and then there's getting stuff done, executing things. Yeah. And it's how, how I mesh those together is the kind of conversation that we have around StrengthsFinder. Yeah. And StrengthsFinder, those 34 themes, uh, those 34 talents, StrengthsFinder blocks together in four themes. Now, we've each in those five strengths we've talked about have got sort of a lot of commonality in three of those themes. But there's a fourth one, isn't there, Jim? There is. There's there's two of the categories, if you like. Gallup called them domains that are to do with building relationships with people. So there's relationship building, which is around a one-to-one relationship with with people. And there there are, I think it's eight talents, different types of talents about how you build one-to-one relationships. The other relationship building theme is called is it, domain is influencing. So that's a one-to-many connection with people, how you fire people up with energy and emotion to get them moving in a particular direction. And um, that's, a, that's a lesser domain, I think, for both of us. It is for both of us, yes. So, so that present, it presents its own challenge in terms of how you contribute and how you um, generate energy in others to get things done through people. 
And that's a co- coaching conversation that I have with many people. Yeah. Um, and then the other two were our strategic thinking. And um, so that's the planning side of things, how you think in preparation for action, and then the action, how you will execute tasks. Um, now, if, if you're, you're starting to like what Jim and I are talking about here, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to buy the StrengthsFinder book. Now, if you buy the StrengthsFinder book, you get a little code inside that allows you to go onto Gallup's website, take the test, and the report will tell you what your top five is. And the book itself, there's 34 chapters in the book. Guess what? There's one per talent, and they'll tell you all about that talent. But that's just part of the story, isn't it, Jim? I, I, 10 years ago, the process that I've just described, 10, 12 years ago, 2010, I did pretty much that. I was actually given the book as part of a, a project review by my strategy director at the time who had done the project for, thoroughly enjoyed it, found a lot out about myself. But that was it. Now, three weeks ago, you and I got talking and you gave me a code that unlocked an awful lot more. Right. Well, it's, it, it's also to do with um, Gallup's uh, evolution and how, how they work with this. When, when you take the test, it tells you the ranking of 34, not just your top, top five. So um, it's really your top 10 talents that you need to know about and, and how to use them. But then it's also interesting your lesser talents, particularly when you're looking at building relationships with others. And this is a really useful map for identifying how people are different and how you can come together better and how you can avoid butting heads over the inevitable things that are different different, different about you. Yeah, because chances are those, those six or seven that are at the right at the bottom of your list, the, at the bottom of the 34, you come into contact with somebody who's got those talents at the top of their list, they're either going to cause conflict or it's going to be right for you to work together because you would complement each other so much. That's, and that is the great power of strengths, Clifton strengths. Um, it is in, so, I mean, there's two main concepts. One is you get more development through developing talents, working on things that you've got an innate talent rather than fixing weaknesses, spending time to get good at something you just don't have any natural talent for. Um, And so we talk about the concept of well-rounded teams, teams of individuals with highly complementary talents, um, rather than a well-rounded individual, which is just actually a recipe for mediocrity. You can't be good at everything. Mm. So, So that's... Those are the kind of uh, concepts. Um, I, so I, shall I talk about one of the talents as yeah. an example of how that kind of works? Good way so, to go, Jim. Let's talk about one of the talents and we can just pick, you just pick one of them. But um, the, the thing with, with StrengthsFinder is that um, uh, so many people take, um, take assessments the Gallup materials are very, very good, and that you know you can get a lot out of just working with them. But the majority of assessments just get stuck in a drawer after you take. Oh, that was interesting! Bang, put it away. Mm. Whereas if you can work with a coach, someone who really understands how to 
how to get optimize and, and get get all of the juice out out of the, the knowledge that you're going to get there that really works works well it's the combination of the talents that is the key thing and that that's really not a not a simple concept you can get a lot from thinking about the individual talents but it's the combinations that uh, um, that really drive the power um, of understanding about who you are what you need and who how other people are different but I'll, I'm just talking about one of the talents on its own analytical okay. five for you one for your me. number one my number five that's right so this is it's great it's a natural talent in us we're really really good at it and it's a source of energy as well when we do when we're using our analytical talents it feels great um it's the components of it so someone with analytical will want to look at the whole picture they will break down it down into chunks so that they can understand how it all comes together it'll be forensic questioning um unemotional will get to the facts of, of of the matter but on the other side they need time because there's a lot of information needs needs to be gathered and so these these are great qualities but there are also some downsides that need to be managed particularly the thing about time so if we need to move quickly maybe we we can't have the answers to all all of the questions before we before we act also with different if you're working with different so, sorts of people you can come across sometimes as a bit of an inquisitor always asking questions there's always something more to find out whereas they're they're feeling can't you just be nice to me can't we talk about you know something that's friendly or or not so confrontational because it can feel like it's challenging and criticizing to, to people as well um also so when there's a need for spontaneity but you're still cranking through questions to ask i haven't got the whole picture yet i need to get get to that then that that can alienate alienate people as well and create a bit of a negative negative feeling and you've probably heard of the um the phrase paralysis by analysis do it too much apply it too much um to the wrong situation it's not helpful with all these talents it's all about really knowing yourself how they appear in you doing things that will help you develop them so that they become strengths and uh, almost superpowers but matching them to the needs of the situation and the people sitting in the room around you and you know what 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 is the time is it time for being very analytical and asking lots and lots of questions until we're ready to proceed or is it time we've got a deadline in in an hour we haven't got time or it's a brainstorming session we don't you know we just want spontaneity and not to judge the that is it's it's matching the talent to um uh the situation yeah and i can relate personally on that one jim having spent many, many years doing management consultancy roles, normally being the finance guy on the consultancy team. Now, I'll often be charged with working out you know, what does the old process cost? 
what is the where can we save money on the new process and I, I love going in and doing activity analysis you know working out what people do what they spend their time on and coming up with the analysis of costs that is just not available out of the P&L account it'll tell you something completely different what the P&L tells you and i can lose myself for days doing something like that plus that is coupled with my number two strength which is learner which says that i love learning just for the sake of learning so Here's Kevin. He's gone into this brand new client organization that he knew nothing about. He's suddenly finding out and trying to go as deeply into understanding these processes and learning about the organization and he's analyzing what they cost and where the opportunities are to change them at the same time. So, you know, those are two strengths that have always played really well together for me. It's, it's, it's a matter of matching them to the needs of the, of the immediate situation, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. um, I th- you, you said at the beginning, so what are, I mean, StrengthsFinder is, is one of many tools available for um, uh, kind of ass- assessing personality and, and the actionable elements of personality. It's, it's different. It should be understood that it's different from skills and experience. So skills and experience are the things that you learn as a chartered or custom management accountant. So you learn to do certain things. Yeah. You get experience. You can, in, uh, you, you, you can learn things by rote, such as debits are on the door side of the room, credits are on the window side, and you're in a mess when somebody ch- ch- moves the office furniture around. But you can, you can learn stuff, basically. Exactly. But, but the talents are the things that are innate in you. Yeah. They were probably fixed in you before you were 10 almost certainly before you were 10. And they're the way that you respond to life and make some sense of it for yourself. So how you think, what you feel, and how you act. And understanding what they are and trying to get more of them into your life and understanding what's not what can be negative about them and managing that side of it, your blind spots, that's, that's great power in that. And if you think about it, there are lots of lots of accountants out there who can do all of the basic stuff. And, and some of the basic stuff is very, very complex indeed, but there's lots and lots of people who, who are very technically proficient. The thing that makes them stand out from others is their mix of talents, how they influence people, how they build relationships with, with, with people, and, and just how they are when they turn up every, every day. And... Um, and that's something that's really worth uh, getting a handle on. And Strength Finders is the best for doing that. That's my experience. I was drawn to it 2009. It said to me, it explained a lot to me about why I was frustrated in my corporate career and the things that were not being addressed in terms of need, particularly the harmony side of things, which is my number two. So finance director, you're kind of going, you know, fighting over budgets and, and it's a very combative role often, um, whereas th- there are aspects of my harmony, um, getting people to come together. There are some people who don't want to come together and they're, and they're always going to be difficult. And um, so the opportunity to spend more time with people and helping in situations where there's conflict, that's that's another area that... I wanted to get involved in 
And uh, so, so Strengths Finder opened up, said a thought in my head, maybe you should try something different, which said, and coaching seems to be a way, place where lots of that, that need can be met. Well, for me, it did something very similar. In 2010, when I took it, um, I was working for the strategy director in our own company. Our own company was, was going south very, very rapidly. And not long after the end of that particular project where we're trying to save our own business, John actually had to say to the transformation team, which I was the finance guy in, sorry, guys, we can't even afford to employ ourselves now. (laughs) Here's your, well, effectively, it was three months to sort out what you were going to do, followed by three months working notice. And StrengthsFinder for me at that point was very key in saying, well, what do I do next? Um, And I had numerous conversations with John, the strategy director at the time, and concluding that, look, based on your strengths, you're doing exactly the right thing now as a management consultant. That's definitely the direction that you should go off in. You've got so much to offer in that area, Kevin. And that actually ended up in later times and how I ended up getting involved Grow CFO a lot more in in the learning area um, because I, I ended up delivering courses around a lot of the stuff that I consulted in and I'm wanting to to pass knowledge on to others. And you know, that combination of consulting around problem solving and passing the knowledge on very definitely is the, the sort of thing that makes me tick. And I think you know, if you play to your top five, top step, top 10 strengths, they're the difference between feeling as though you're going to work and it being a stressful situation you don't want to be in and almost feeling as though it's not really a job because you're enjoying it too much. Yes, that's well, that's and that's the key to engagement, you know, on, on, a, on a wider it's that's personal engagement, but also the team and getting them engaged and firing on all cylinders. Um, yeah, I, I, I found it so useful with such diverse clients. I mean, I had I had one um, one client who was a finance director of a consumer goods company, and um, he'd been there, he'd been in this big international organization for a long time. And he was well in, entrenched there and very influential. But then suddenly, both his local managing director and group finance director changed. And he was completely at sea in terms of the relationships. He had to rebuild, rebuild those. So what we did was we went back and re-examined the, the traits of his that were most prevalent and have a look at what's going to help him. And what's not going to help him? What needs to be emphasized and de-emphasized when he's dealing with with, with these people? Um, and that was extremely successful. So he moved from feeling completely stressed and um, out of place to everything was back to normal within really just a matter of a couple of months. Um, and, and another finance director was making the move from uh, CFO to managing director, and and there, um, from someone who was very high high using their execution talents, leading from the front, being the example to everyone, had to use more of their influencing talents to affect the culture of people, so that things would be done 
so she so she could change the environment right because she couldn't do everything herself and that 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 was was extremely successful as well and then the, the others are when people are making a move and they're thinking what kind of environment would would make the best for me um uh playing into their talents so that they maybe don't make the same mistakes as they have in the past um and for someone setting up a new new department again mapping out the tip to talents of the people around them giving them a map to make sense of it because it's very complicated you know yes. people are so complicated it's putting putting a department together is much more than the organization structure absolutely and the department is built one person at a time yeah. one personal relate uh, relationship at a time so so i've used strengths finder in in all of those those sorts of uh, situations and it uh, it, it gets to the nub of the matter very, very quickly, so we can have a proper development and um, coaching uh, conversation quicker than we would otherwise. And I can really see how that works. Do you do you think you could mentor somebody without knowing their strengths? I could. I mean, I've got all the coaching qualifications, but but I wouldn't ever attempt to do it because mm. it's just so much. It's so insightful for um, for the client. You know, it's something that it's not just a one and done event. It's yeah. something they they I know they will refer to for the rest of their lives, mm -hmm. and reflect on when they come across um, situations in their life as well as their work. And it just gets to the nub of the matter so much quicker. Yeah, I'm a big fan. No, Jim, that has been an absolutely fascinating look both at your career what you now do and understanding strengths finder jim thank you very much for joining me on this week's growth cfo show thank you kevin it's a pleasure